I didn't. We didn't say anything to talk about. Uh, I mean, I can talk about a lot of stuff. So. Oh yeah, we can talk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I do want to hear that. Let's catch up and be friends. It's just about. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Because you sing all the time. Damn! Wow! Hot Nathan hates singing. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Well, that was pretty good, though, I think. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to The John G Show. I am Patrick here with my fellow co-hosts, Nathan and KJ. And this yeah, is boy. a show where Korean adoptees talk about Korean adoptee stuff. And we also stuff. celebrate our cultural heritage of being Korean, of being American, our adoptee community and identities and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like and food. we are here again for another episode. How are you all doing today? As we I, started off, as we always do, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for asking. How are you doing, Ellie? <laughs> That's KJ's cat. Yeah, who was in the frame. Sorry, She's yeah. not mic'd up. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> she's, she's a little, a little microphone She's staring shy. at you, though. Meow. I don't know. All right. That was a pretty good cat sound. <laughs> I don't know if I liked it. Meow. <laughs> wow. KJ, how are you doing? I'm tired and my brain hurts. Yeah, your so first we're a week couple of your weeks new job, right? Yeah. Or two weeks? Yes, I'm in week two of my new job. And we just got the painting done on our house, which is exciting. And <clears throat> honestly, like the job, like the work itself is not that hard. It's been the transition from remote work to in-person work plus the transition of pacific time to central time mm. plus uh just being in the church world again is a lot oh hello <laughs> she <just laughs> rose up uh so yeah i mean it's just it's just been a lot and then we had like a bunch of events back to back to back to back and we are crying like are still having events and concerts like it's my wife put it great. She's like, I've never been so stressed out about things that are so wonderful and exciting. So, um, yeah, cool. that was, uh, like, it's it's a lot, but my brain hurts. So, that's where I'm at. Transitions. I feel you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, a lot of stuff going on this month. Yeah, you gotta do all. Of, you gotta do all your personal stuff, and we're, like, already two weeks into APAM, yep. Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. So, that's a lot. Are you doing anything for... Or do you even have your mind on that and that side of things? Or are you like, I got too much other stuff going on? Um, I did leading up to it because I also recently took over social media for one of my organizations. And then this job is a communications job. So like also social media. But only in a way that stressed me out more and made me generally more sad. <laughs> mm, um, sure. But like fortunately, social media is not like a major thing. So I can just kind of like let it be for a minute while I get settled. Um, but no, I, it, it made me think about the history of Asian Americans in Christianity. Mm. And basically what I, where I'm at is there aren't a ton of like leading voices that I can find. I didn't do that much research. I did like two hours of minimal research one afternoon before May. Um, but 
so there aren't any like current leaders that I can really find because I feel like any current leaders are either Asian and not talking about it or they are Asian and like vocal leaders and no longer Christian or are in the middle of leaving Christianity what, mm. for reasons that I assume are either deeply theological and or I got to stop hanging out with white people and or some combination of both, which I think is pretty accurate. I, I'm still personally wrestling with like Christianity being like, can I be Christian and not also be a part of the white man's religion? So mm. that's, that's fun. Yeah. Interesting. What have you been what? up to, Patrick, besides <laughs> traveling the nation? Yeah. Um, world tour. I mean, not a whole lot besides work. Um, I think that it was a really good trip to travel on. I, for people that don't know, I was with our producer, Jerry, for the first week of APAM doing or going with him as he went and spoke to schools and corporations and, and other things or other entities about how do we empower people, uh, Asian American students and employees to speak up for themselves and find their own voice and and be able to feel comfortable enough to advocate for themselves in those positions where we generally have not been able to. And it's been really incredible. And I think that one, uh, we've, so we started in Chicago at the beginning of the week and ended up in New York for the last part of the trip. And that was my first time ever being in New York city. Really? And hmm. yeah, first time ever. It was, wow. aw- it, <clears throat> it was awesome. I didn't have a ton of time to be able to like really get out and explore, but I was able to be in K town go through different parts of Chinatown. Jerry was very gracious, drove me as we got in because we drove in Whoa. from New Hampshire. He drove in New York? Oh, yeah. And wow. He, yeah. So it was fun. It was totally <laughs> fun. Um, but he drove me through like all the touristy stuff. So like Times Square by Central Park and everything. So I could kind of see that. And then we spent the bulk of our time in Soho by Chinatown. So that's where I did most of my exploration. But I will say that being in New York City specifically and being in those specific areas and experiencing Asian America from that perspective, like that, like a coastal Asian America was really, really powerful. It was kind of the same profound moment that I had when we were in L.A. in K-Town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really put into perspective for me, I think, having now experienced both coasts, um, the way that Asian America looks where I'm from. So where Mm -hmm. I grew up and like what it looks like in Indiana and it's like wildly different, but I posted recently one of my wife's students printed out a bunch of, uh, artwork from an Asian American artist and posted it up all around her school. And I was like, it's nice to have, after having been in New York specifically seeing us being celebrated in a small Indiana town, it had an added significance, I think. And yeah, so that really set, I think, coming back and seeing that set the tone, I think, for the rest of this month, because I really want to be celebrating. And, you know, we're still in the midst of not such great times. And finding my way to that celebration is has been good. And are there things that you took away from the both L.A. and New York's um, abundance of Asian culture and differences, I guess, between that and indiana like um things that you would like or don't like or um because i mean i obviously know that there are differences especially moving from california now to colorado um and then being raised in oklahoma Uh, you know i see all the the 
the differences. Um, and there's certain things that I miss and, and like, and don't like, and, you know, don't, don't miss things like that. But I want to hear your take on it since now that you've seen both coasts and, and stuff. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway I had was that on the coast, you know, Asian America is very centralized and you have everybody is there's a large concentration of everybody in one particular area. So you can really get it. You can actually immerse yourself in the culture. Right. And like a little Koreatown kind of. Yeah, feel. exactly. Yeah. And you can be amongst your people, essentially. And so and I think the biggest difference from that, what I'm really again, like what really put that into perspective for me is that like in Indiana, it's very spread out. And I think on this trip, you know, when we would go to the smaller towns uh, like Terre Haute or Hanover, Terre Haute, <laughs> there are <laughs> there are Asian students and there is an Asian population there. There are people that have found their way like immigrant wise to these small communities. And it just made me realize that in some places it's much more spread out. Like the movie Minari was really about that, you know, mm-hmm. um, a Korean American family moving from Los Angeles to the country to like farm and be in a different pocket of America. Yeah, a small town, Arkansas, which like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm still in like reflective mode. You know, I'm still kind of coming down off the high of the trip and I never find myself in that kind of space very often. And so to, to be part of that and, it really made me think like, I want to bring that here. And mm-hmm. I know like to Indianapolis and I know that there has to be that already happening. And maybe it's just finding it and figuring out how we can pull disparate pieces together. But I think that was probably my biggest takeaway. And also that the food was absolutely amazing. And um, <laughs> like, I was like, I was, just ate, I felt like I was eating like a King, like all yeah. week. Uh, you were like, I don't know if I can have Asian food in Indiana. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> especially when we went New to New York, York like, and Los it was Angeles. Like, yeah. Yeah. Food it is was, just going to stick well, in I had your like, mind. I had like a gopchang or gopchang, which is like intestine. For oh, the yeah. first time, and it was amazing. I'm like, I could eat this all the time, and then I found out that that if you ate that all the time, you'd probably end up with severe gout. So, oh, no, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but it was the food was absolutely phenomenal, and the communal aspect, like the whole night market uh, event that we did on Friday night, uh, really kind of drove that community aspect of it home. And it was really nice to be doing it during like APAM, mm-hmm. um, because that was like the whole point of it. So, yeah. I saw a little clip of you speaking too. What did you speak about? Um, so I spoke once. Jerry was gracious enough to invite me to speak at Terre Haute because I was quote unquote a local, um, having grown <laughs> up in Indi- having grown up in Indiana. And um, so I'm taking Terre Haute as Indiana because <laughs> yeah. for us, oh yeah, 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 Terre Haute yeah. is a small okay. small town in Indiana that has actually two colleges in it. Oh, yeah. um, it's also spelled T E R R E H A U T E, which got is it. real weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but so there I spoke about just my experience as my Asian American experience because, you know, Jerry explains it as we look the same. We're both Korean American, but our experiences as Korean Americans are wildly different. Yeah. And so I just got up there and spoke a little bit about my experience. Um, and that went. That went really well. Uh, it was nice to be able to speak to people who knew where my ho- or where I grew up at. Like when I mentioned I grew up in Rensselaer, they were like, there were a lot of head nods. They're like, like oh, yeah, I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, I felt like it could resonate a little bit more on that level, especially with like faculty and staff, because there was like mm-hmm. a, it was like the the seven Asian students from uh, that Jerry had been have 
has worked with mm-hmm. uh, from their club, and then a bunch of different faculty and staff. So that was really nice to be able to speak about that. And then I actually got to MC the event in New York on Friday. So I didn't so much give a speech as just talked a bunch <laughs> about all <laughs> kinds of different things. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's yeah. But just that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to introduce people then, too? Yeah, so I was just introduced Here's to the event. Jerry. Then, <laughs> except not like The Shining. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Here's, Here's Jerry. Jerry. Here's Jerry. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just uh, just shared about the event. We had 10 different vendors. Um, so throughout the night, I would go up and talk to them each individually, have them share a little bit about what they did. And then the whole thing was to support Two nonprofits, Apex for Youth and Heart of Dinner. And Heart of Dinner is a nonprofit in New York City that provides meals to the elderly Asian American community in the city. Um, And so what they do is they hand deliver them in brown paper bags and they have those decorated by volunteers. And so they had brought 100 bags and that we wanted to get decorated uh, by the people that came to to the event. And so that was my whole goal. I'm like, if I can get those bags decorated, I will consider what I had done here tonight a success. And we did it. And it was amazing. Again, it was a very community-driven style thing uh, because it's a night market. Like, it was meant to emulate, you know, like a Korean night market where you go and you can shop at all the different places, get a drink, have a bite to eat. uh, But you're with your people and, you know, you're having a good time. So it was awesome. That one's fun. I, I enjoy night markets. There's one out here in Denver that I have yet to go to, but <clears throat> it is on my list for sure. Yeah, it was a great time. A night market in Denver? Yeah, yeah. It's a like they they call it the Denver Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. nice. So I, they have like little. I would call it a night, uh, you know, night court. No, <laughs> like, a, a, like a night farmers market kind of a thing. I think, but. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. I, I, again, I haven't gone, but it uh, looks fun. Well, Let's what are you doing for, for APAM? Do you have anything? Have you been thinking about it at all? I know you've got a lot going on, too. So Yeah, this this month is very busy, um, mainly because, it's, A, it's the last month of school for my kids. Mm. Um, it's also yep. my old, oldest son's birthday. It's also um, uh, there's a large event that I'm um, helping to coordinate that is, is Asian-related. It's for the uh, Asian... Um, corporate entrepreneur leaders that I'm with and we're doing like a culture collab and it'll be actually on this Sunday. We're doing different booths for different uh, cultures. So there'll be Thai, uh, Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, um, you know, Japanese, Hmong. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. Each one will have a different attire. So I'm going to wear my hanbok again. Nice. nice. And uh, and then uh, have a few little John Chi bags for people to purchase if they want. But yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. And it was something that we kind of put together because it is, uh, you know, APAM and, and things like that. And um, I've been looking into a little bit of the just the culture things. And I've been trying to like, of course, market for it. Uh, and I started noticing that I was, um, I don't know at what point it was. It was probably last month. And I don't know when this happened, but uh AAPI switched and turned into AANHPI. Right. On PI. Yeah. On yeah. so, P. Yeah. So I, the the extra uh, letters are for Native Hawaiian, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, when that added into the uh, uh, the acronym, but now I'm 
using that on all my posts and all my uh, um, things. So I don't know, you know, well, it's just good. acknowledging and recognizing yeah. the native Hawaiian community as exactly. well. Uh, and not just calling them Pacific Islanders. Yeah. I, so I thought that was a uh, nice, but well, at the end uh, of the day, I yeah. think it's hard to be super all inclusive, sure. even with just AAPI or even just Asian American in general, you know, mm-hmm. because people, from different countries can feel excluded or left out of that, even just Asian American label in general. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any one specific right way, but it's just about how you use utilize it and acknowledge the those other cultures and, and countries. Yeah, and I'm sure they feel you know included when you do use it, and so it's good to add that plus the regular AAPI and all that other stuff. But um, so doing some research, I did find out also, which I, I don't know if you guys knew uh, last week. Uh, um, was the the passing of Norman Mineta? Mm-hmm. So, I saw that. Oh uh, yeah, so he's a, a, a congressman in from California for uh, um, ten terms. He uh, helped form the TSA. He helped form all kinds of 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 uh, what was it, the co I'm trying to remember the the name of the um, the bill that he passed. That he co-sponsored, I guess. Um, I had it down and I forgot it already. But um, how dare you not have all the facts directly at the top of your head at all times? <laughs> no, it's because I just you fool. But but um, but he's he was in the Japanese internment camps uh, as a kid and uh, was a mayor of San Jose. And actually, I didn't know the San Jose Airport is named after him. It's actually the Norman Mineta International Airport. So, um, but he worked under both the. Uh, Clinton and Bush uh, in their presidential cabinets was, uh, did a lot of work and but yeah he passed away last week uh, age 90 so um, we made a little post about him and uh remembrance so yeah hearing a little bit more about different uh you know supporters and stuff of of the month that's been good other than that I haven't I haven't done any major posts on my Instagram like I did last uh last November are your kids schools doing anything for they pay them no. that you're aware of. They are do, not. Do they do any like acknowledgements or anything? Um, I wouldn't think for that. I don't. Is it too young? To I mean, I don't think it, there's a too young to be like obviously celebrating well, other cultures. I mean, <laughs> Texas but, is arguing that it's too young. Oh, it, well, it doesn't okay. even matter. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't believe that there's. Well, you don't <laughs> live in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. Um, I mean, I haven't mentioned it to them, but at the same time, uh, it was an interesting timing, though. Last week, I was talking to Grayson, who's my my four-year-old, mm-hmm. and he made a couple comments about um, – he saw something that was Korean, and he goes, he goes, Daddy's Korean. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I was like, and you're 50% Korean. He goes, oh? Like, <laughs> it was kind of like you like like, like, had forgotten. <laughs> it was like, that Father, that I was, cannot do math. <laughs> that and I was like, and you're twenty five percent Chinese and twenty five percent Japanese. Man, just blasting him over with those percentages. So soon. Yeah, I was just, well, yeah, hey, he's, he's got to learn percentages. Still Korean, Chinese, and Japanese. He's all yeah. of those. He inhabits. All of he can inhabit well, all. Clearly, of those yeah. If he's talking about race, he's already mastered a graduate level course study, so he can handle <laughs> yeah. some math. He, if he's talking <laughs> about that, he's clearly been indoctrinated by CRT at whatever yes. grade you're in at four. <laughs> well, we, four we sometimes when we walk home, we practice counting one to ten in in you know those four you know four different languages. So just you know throwing it in there just to keep him uh, active and knowing that he's he is you know multiple ethnicities and you know to, I don't want him to forget that you know like in a way like I did um, that I that I was Korean. So sure. Yeah. 
What about you, KJ? Does your, where you're at now, I know you said that you took over the social media and that you kind of were talking about it, but is it like something that is talked about openly or is it just kind of like a mention and a bulletin? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, super not. And it's been my privilege to be in positions where I can say things about that. And actually, literally just today, I was talking with my boss at Kingdom One and talking about APAM because he was like, he didn't know what the month was. And I was like, well, here's what it is. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you want to take point on that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and I was like, dude, I don't even know like Asian American leaders in Christianity, like I said earlier. And he was like, oh yeah, well here's like this guy and this guy and this person and whatever. They've all done some things like created some products to help the church, whatever. But he spent a fair amount of time out on the West coast um, in Southern California. And it just reminded me, even while you were talking about, being in LA, being in New York, and then being in in the Midwest, and how different the Asian American experience is. Like, it's just so like I didn't have any, you know, uh, certainly not any spiritual mentors, but even really any m- mentors in general who looked like me from a, a race standpoint or an ability standpoint or whatever. Um, but also like that's in Dallas, Texas, and most of the Koreans here are immigrants or first gen, second gen. I don't know how we, I don't know how we talk about that. Um, (laughs) I gotta look it up. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, it's just like, there's not a lot of like deep rooted history in Mm -hmm. Texas with Asian Americans, um, in large quantities like exist on the coasts. And it just reminded me like, when you don't live uh, in the coasts or near major con- congregational areas of Asian Americans, and it's APAM, and it's you know anything like that happens to our community, we might feel, but we feel it in isolation because there are just so few of us around, and so it's like it's it's just much harder to find that community, build that safe space. Like it just works. You have to work so much harder. And so even thinking about um, the person that you said it was at Emily's school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who put up the art. I was like, that is so brave because like when you stand up, even if you're standing up in solidarity with people around your country, you stand up as the only person in your classroom, the only person in your school, the only person in your job, one of three people in the county, one of nine people, and like, you know, like whatever that is, like it's just, it's so small. Whereas like when when communities on the coast, when there are large communities, like even San Francisco, Chinatown, like Yola's Chinatown in America, like they, when they stand up, there's like thousands, you know, tens of thousands that stand up at once Right, uh, and it it says something, and so even though yes, you are standing in solidarity with them, it's just like it's uh it's totally different when you exist in those spaces and you're one of hopefully two, and then one of one adoptee or one of one um like stateside born American, you know, um, natural born is that what we should call? I don't know, whatever. You get American you know what I'm born. Saying. Yeah. I know they do yeah. like the ABC, the American born Chinese. Like, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah, always yeah. considerate. So, yeah, yeah. So it just, it's, it's been a whole, like, that's such a weird thing, you know? At mm-hmm. the same time, um, really grateful for the internet. I recently found uh, Tracy Park, who is a zine artist. Uh, and she just draws, I think, just with pencil. Um, nice. And they're really, really wonderful comics. I just blew her up in my stories one day. Uh, Cause I was following on 
Anpi, A-A-N-H-P-I, mm-hmm. uh, as a hashtag on Instagram, and they're just like the cutest. You know what, actually? I think of it as like if uh, Jennifer uh, Patel could draw and did draw, like they're like, sim- they're, they have a similar like way of communicating and like a similar sure. sense of humor and all that stuff. Um, which I think is why I'm I'm drawn to it so much, but they're just really cute and really funny and really uh, warm and heartfelt and make me feel really proud to be Korean. Um, which I think, like for me, I'm coming pretty actively into just being okay with who I am, um, and even like being okay with I don't know. I went to a Korean restaurant and had no I didn't feel a need to speak in Korean, even though it's a place that mm. I'd gone and like spoke yeah. Korean in before. I was like, this is this is where I am. I'm I'm good with where I'm at. You know, like that. There's a level of contentedness there that I'm really grateful for. So I think I'm able to spend this month like really in kind of one-on-one ways introducing people to my culture and not mm. worrying about like all of Asian America so much and like inclusivity in a broad sense, but rather inclusivity in a deep sense. And just saying like, this is, this thing is mine and I am going to share it with you. So like I, uh, Sarah and I took my mother-in-law to that Korean place and she was like, I don't even know what I would order. I'm like, I'll take care of you. Right. Just, but come and enjoy this food. And she loved it. And I was like, that's, that's all I want is like just a small entry point into who I am now um, and who I am deeply, you know? And so just being able to, to live into that has been uh, a good personal celebration for the month. I love, That's cool. I love that. I think that I feel really similar in terms of like the contentedness of sharing my own Asian American experience and not necessarily feeling like I have to be the gatekeeper of all Asian American experiences. Um, and Another thing, like, especially on a food note, like that was something I really, I really felt like I was really experiencing for the first time was because we ate at so many different uh, Asian restaurants and, and like not it's even such just a Korean com- restaurants. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a communal like experience. And it made yeah. me think about the difference between how we order meals in America, like as Americans and has and how other cultures eat food. Because it's like you order a bunch of food for everybody, you share it, and you're eating, and you're drinking, and then it's like, oh, well, maybe we'll order some more, and everybody digs into that. Whereas in an, an American style of eating, it's like you order your one meal, everybody orders their own separate meals, everybody pays separately. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's like, it, it's a very singular experience. You give almost. them a side eye if they're like, can I try a Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ordered this and for myself. Wife. And it sucks because I've done that many, I used to be that way. Like I yeah, used to be I the know. person I mean, who says, don't touch my food. I'm going to eat it. No sharing. Um, and yeah, still that way a little bit. But um, <laughs> I think I really, I really felt like I experienced the communalness of, sharing a meal in that way uh and it was really powerful and i felt like i can now i felt like i can now do that with like my family and stuff and i don't feel necessarily the shame or the fear of stepping into that and saying hey come eat a meal at an asian restaurant with me and i will help order and do all of that you know i'll be your cultural opa i'll be here you're yeah. older than me exactly, young, exactly depending on the gender whatever <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah that was just I, yeah yeah so along those lines, I, I felt a little bit um, worrisome about the the event that I'm helping coordinate this uh, Sunday because I'm 
at the Korean booth. And so it was a little Are you also the syndrome. only Korean at the Korean booth? I am not. Oh, so okay. I was nice. at the beginning. <laughs> okay. I... And so at the beginning of it, I volunteered to be the person. And then I started asking a couple people. I have uh, my friend Liz and Lana. Both of them are mm. Korean adoptees as well. And then they got uh, another a chef who's Korean, and he's going to be cooking uh, with uh, with his team there. Ooh. So he's actually going to be cooking the Korean nice. dishes. You don't have the to cook either, and stuff. So well, I'm not cooking nice. anything, and I I wasn't planning on cooking anything. So, but um, but yeah, I was just worried that, that people were going to ask me like Korean questions because this is a cultural kind of you know informational. I'm wearing a hanbok. I mean, I'm like I'm I'm all worried, you know. They're gonna ask me questions about it, even and so <laughs> things like that. But it's that. a better, it's a, it's an it's an opportunity for you to lean into the adoptee experience of being, exactly. You know, like I'm doing, I'm inhabiting all of my culture right now, and I'm sharing that with you. So, and that's yeah. something that I think maybe again, in a way, is a culture of itself, right? Because yeah. they're gonna ask me about that, and I'm gonna say no. I'm I'm a Korean American adoptee, or you know, that, and so they can understand that side of it. Um, and I'm sure they f- will find it fascinating too, because I yeah. know, you know, we do. So, well, I think right now is a perfect time to be talking yeah. about that specific community and culture anyway, just because of everything that's going on in the news. But that is for another episode because all of this food talk is making me hungry. So mm. I think we should maybe think about sliding into our snacky time. <laughs> Snack time. Snick time. Snick. Welcome back to the John Chi Show Snacky Time. Snacky Time. Snacky Time. I don't know. I'm just going to change it up and call it something different each time. Oh, I guess. Keeps it it interesting, right? Well, this one has a lot of Korean on it, so I'm going to defer to you guys. Yes, Patrick, our resident Hangul master. (laughs) Don't defer to me, even though I feel like I should be better, more equipped after my last week to be able to do this. I don't think that I am. So it's okay. the The main branding is like some of the hardest for me to read. So it looks like handwritten in a way, almost like yeah, you know, yeah. But handwritten Korean is just like I don't know. They take shortcuts that don't always make sense to my brain. But it says Seporo Ramen. So hmm. in English, that's Sapporo ramen. And in further English, that's a type of flavor and a type of noodle. Yeah. But it says bottom. Korean fried biscuit. So I Yeah, don't know. I was going to say that's the English part, <laughs> Korean fried biscuit, Sapporo ramen. So that's the easy part there. And it's got a cute little cat on the front saying one with his finger. I don't yeah, know I don't why. know. I don't know what he's saying it's like there. It's like a dojo cat, not yeah. to be confused with dojo cat. Um, and then the Korean next to that says, Pasak Pasak Mashinen Seporo Ramen Yamuji Ke Duseo. So, of those words, I understand Mashinen, which is flavor, Shaporo Ramen, which is Seporo Ramen, Jike, which is soup, soup. or I think it's soup or yeah. stew. Or it's stew. One of the two. I think it's stew. Jige. Well, one of them is. Yeah, one of them is soup and the other one is su. There's chike and then there's I'm blanking on the other one. Boo. Uh, and then duzeo I think is yeah sundubu. Uh, uh, duzeo I think is like to give. So I don't know if it's saying like give me 
uh, Sapporo flavored ramen snack oh. soup. Oh, so he's he's his hand is up because he's trying to get the attention of the waiter. Or maybe it's Got giving it. it to you because there's no, you know. So it's like, <laughs> let sense. me give this to you, kind of thing. I don't know. Korean. This is why Korean translation can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> but we have to shout out to Tia Stark because she's the one who sent these to us. So shout out. Thank you, Tia. Shout out. Samnida. <laughs> yes. Samnida for these very tasty looking fried noodles, which are hard to open. Okay. Got it. Okay. All right. F on the opening the regular American ship way. So I'm going to go ahead. F on opening the regular Korean way. Wow. To say these are crunchy would be an understatement. Mm. It's like the crunchy of crunches. They look like the little things you put on salads or casseroles. And that's what I thought it was going to be kind of like. Like the fried onion? Oh. Right? You were not joking about. I was not joking. It's the crunchiest of crunchy snacks I think I've ever had. That's it's bad, got though. a really tasty flavor, though. I kind of do want to put this on like a, a pasta or something for an extra crunch. Mm. I want to put it on like, like a salad or something. An Asian, like an Asian salad, you know. Or like an American salad. Asian chicken salad. Or yeah. like a Spanish salad. Or. Mm. An Italian Greek. Wow. Too far? I don't know. No. This is good though. Hard. Very crunch. It is Strong. very crunchy though. Very crunchy. For anyone who has teeth problems, do not Maybe eat avoid these. this. What kind of teeth problems uh, do you have to have <laughs> to not eat these? Uh, anything where your teeth might fall out. <laughs> I don't know. If you have tender uh, delicate, gums. Delicate gums. teeth. Yeah, I don't know. I had a little cut on my gum teeth. from something. But yeah. I mean, Just I've actually up. had uh, really crunchy things before and actually took out like a little piece of a filling because it was so crunchy. So, that is intense. Yeah. And it's almost, you know, wow. I used it's, to have one of those like permanent retainers, like the wire on the back of my teeth. And one time I was eating a homemade turkey sandwich and <laughs> the part of the turkey sandwich got stuck behind that bar Ew. and then pushed it off of my teeth. It was disgusting. Interesting. That also sounds mega painful. Thanks for that visual. It really wasn't that painful. It just kind of fell out. It was hurt when I bit it and was like, oh, that doesn't taste like turkey. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know Fun if it's just... snack portion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just me too because, you know, we have earphones in and things like that, but it just sounds louder when you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Right. So Nathan, do you have you had Sapporo ramen before? Not you know that, that I can think of. I've had Sapporo beer, but <laughs> I don't know. You know, I have not had that particular type of ramen. I've had a lot of ramens, but um, I had to look it up too. I was thinking Sapporo. I was like, what? Sapporo what does it have is to do with a beer? Japanese beer, isn't it? That's what I yeah. thought. Right? It's yeah. also a Japanese town. Oh, so maybe it's a regional ramen. Yeah, it might be mm-hmm. a regional snack, maybe. Maybe um, it's like the the noodles, because they're not like the super mm. classic. I don't know. They just seem extra skinny mm-hmm. compared to maybe the more standard ramen noodle size, even the cheap ramen noodle. So maybe it's the type of noodle and not the uh, not the flavor. It's good, though. I really like this. I flavor. like them. Well, yeah. yeah, I like it whatever the flavor though, is. It said Sapporo is also a hearty type of ramen, sometimes known as uh, miso ramen. So oh. like made with a red miso paste. Interesting. Um, but 
I don't know. I definitely dig it. And yeah, I think it would be great as a garnish on something uh, as well. But the only thing I do not like, which I guess is standard these days, is the warning that says consuming these can expose you to chemicals that can cause cancer. I don't what? like that. Yeah, I know. So Where? <laughs> it says on the back, it says expose you to chemicals, including uh, acrylamide. Acrylamide. I think it's acrylamide. 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 If I, I don't know. Guess. I have no clue what that is. I don't know what why it's heck? in my snack, but potentially well, thank harmful. You. There thank you, you to the state of California for telling me. I had no yeah, idea. I yeah, I feel like I've consumed too much now. <laughs> yeah, now I feel like I should stop eating this. I, I'm sure that that warning is that on is, everything, though, honestly. Everything that tastes good is always bad for you. I knew it. Yeah. I knew this was too wow. good to be true. Nuclear, yeah. nuclear waste. <laughs> well... Um, let's jump into ratings. Not to say that the cancer warning has been tarnished by my. Yeah, I, I feel like about, I feel like my I, rating is now skewed because I, of. I, I thought Nathan was just complaining about the allergy warning again. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't care to know about allergies. Okay, well, Nathan's getting a phone call on his <laughs> landline. On his landline. So uh, this is I'm a recurring feature on the show. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan gets a call on his landline. <laughs> Oh, hello, Ellie. Why are you in here? She's like, I want some of that cancer treat. The doors were closed. How did you get in here? No. Hi, she... Ellie. Okay. Okay. All right, ma'am. All right. Well, now that... KJ. <laughs> oh, the cat's triggering the soundboard now. Over. Nice. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that. Okay. That's hilarious. Uh, All right. I'm going right. to rate this snack uh, three and a half out of five. I was going to give it probably a four and a half as a garnish, but I will say that the warning did bring the rating down a little bit for me. Oh, no. uh, other than that, I think I really like the flavor of it's just on the hint. It's just on the cusp of having like a spicy kick to it at the end, which I really enjoy. So three and a half out of five. Okay. I mean, just uh, uh, so you know, I mean, the fact that that warning is on there, just California likes to put that on a lot of things. Um, so they're just slapping uh, that warning on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll anything read with just, like acrylamide. Just before, I mean, apparently. not that you've already rated it, but acrylamide is a substance that forms through a natural chemical reaction between sugars and asparagine, an amino acid, in plant-based foods. I don't know. It's a reaction. That doesn't whatever. sound so bad. It doesn't the sound warning bad. makes it's a it sound worse. Well, it sounds like combining sound sugar and protein makes cancer. So I mean, yeah, like that's what know. I just heard you say. We're all doomed. That's all I have. Sugar plus it's protein. At a certain uh, threshold is where it that has a preservative occurs, has sodium nitrate has has artificial sugars as I don't know. Well, how so many nitrates things. are you going to give the snack? I would give this one four nitrates because it four is nitrates. crunchy. Wow. Four nitrates. It is tasty flavor. I like the crunch. Um, I, I gave it a four and not a five because I almost feel like it's almost too crunchy. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, I I, I dig it. I want to try it on other things. Oh. I don't even know who it's was... made by. Did we? Did we even comment on who it was made by? No, we did not. I think it we just said, dove right in. Uh, imported by Show International. Well, there's a sticker that says H A C C P. I think that's just a like a health rating. thing yeah. oh if this matters these are also expired <laughs> maybe that's like the extra crunch of it. that's the extra oh crunch. that could be the extra crunch we gotta get some 
Were we really yeah, slow we've had days? this one for a while, though. All right. That's not Tia's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I thought you guys would just eat it. Soon. Yeah. We did not. <laughs> no, we put it in the queue for snack time, which usually <laughs> means about three months out. <laughs> Don't send us but, anything But fresh. I still like it. I think <laughs> yeah. it's pretty good. So, KJ, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give it three and a quarter amino acids out of five. Um, I It is small enough and crunchy enough that I'm like kind of scared to eat it. Like if I were to catch it between my front teeth just right, it would like hurt real bad, <laughs> you know? Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. And I'm not the greatest masticator in the world. So that feels like a pretty legitimate fear. Um, but otherwise, I really like the flavor. Like I, if it was bigger... Or less crunchy, it would be right up there. And then also, mm-hmm. yeah, the cans are because I am not a native Californian, so I'm not used to just not used to that label. Cancer yeah. warnings and brushing Same. it off like it's nothing. So uh, because I'm not as jaded as you, Nathan, Sorry. I uh, yeah went from a three and a half to three and a quarter. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, I don't like how a I don't like how difficult it was to open, and b like I feel like I immediately have to ch- to like snip off part of it because like it is so tough my hand doesn't fit in there properly and i can't like grab mm. a proper handful so i don't know i think the design of the bag and whatnot could have been better which i think is why it's putting it out at three and a half quarter but the food itself is really good so a plus on that part but overall that's where we're at i, I have to add one more role. thing um it is a fairly small bag but it's a fairly dense bag i feel like they filled it very well the entire bag is one serving, yep. and the entire serving is oh, 100 grams, but it says 434 calories. Very specific, 434 yeah. calories. So there you go. But There uh, you go. Yeah. Right. I think. Oh, it's really specific. It's 9.39 grams. I've never seen, like, grams, like, in fats and pr- Carbs and proteins, where it goes to two decimal places. Yeah. Very specific. Mm. Total carbs, seventy-seven point four two grams. Well, a plus on your math. Whoever <laughs> makes these Sapporo ramen, Korean fried biscuit thingies, uh, mm. yeah, overall pretty good. Yep. Um, thank that you has again, been, Tia. Yes, thank you so much. That has Thanks, been our Tia. show, the John Chi Show. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on all of the social platforms at John Chi Show. You can uh, send us a message to John Chi Show at justlikemedia.com. You can support the show by going to johnchishow.com slash support. Um, you could leave us a voicemail if you wanted to at, oh, it's been a minute, 972-677-8867. You got it. Yes. Six, seven, I'm seven, pretty seven, sure that that's the right number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write been, it down one of these days. I've been uh, saying this number, I'm like, uh, there's a chance that it's a rando's phone number. Amazing. <laughs> I hope that so many people have been calling in to just the wrong number. That'd be amazing. Apologies um, to whoever owns the that number. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, please, you can find, us, uh, please forward us those messages. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> you can find me at KJ Relke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. You can find me at Patrick in the World on Instagram. I am in Nowaka on Instagram. And that has been our show. We're the Feasty Boys. And until next week, John Chi, hey, yo. Yo, 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 yo.